Hi, my name is Alexia Gordon, and joining me today in the cozy corner is Patricia Sargent, who, as Olivia Matthews, writes the Sister Lou Mysteries for Kensington. Welcome, Patricia. Hi, Alexia. Thank you so very much for inviting me onto your program. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, so, why, would you please tell our listeners about your cozy mystery series? Oh, I'd love to. The Sister Lou Mystery series has um, a Catholic sister as the amateur sleuth. Now, she's a sister, not a nun. And the difference is that nuns are cloistered. So, of course, she can't be my cozy mystery heroine because I need for her to go out and about. Sisters are actually in the community, and that's why it's a much better fit for my cozy mystery series. The series takes place in a fictitious small town in upstate New York, outside of Buffalo, New York. And Sister Lou is the main amateur sleuth, but she works with her good friend, uh, newspaper reporter Shari Henson, and her nephew, who is very socially connected in the community, and his name is Chris Lasal. And uh, Sister Lou, her, her formal name is Sister Louise Lasal. Okay. And how did you, does that, uh, the name Louise Lasal, um, does that have some meaning for you? Or, or do, you, do you know a, a sister named Louise or uh, Lasal? Like I know the um, Lasal is a very historical name. A lot of you know, like explorers and founders were named Lasal. That's a great question, Alexi. To be candid with you, that name just kind of came to me. One of the things, um, one of the motivations for my writing um, A Catholic Sister as my amateur sleuth was to help dispel some of the me negative media uh, stereotypes of Catholic, well, of women religious in general. And one thing that I had noticed looking back at historical uh, documents, when the sisters, I think this is before Vatican II, but please don't quote me on that. A lot of the sisters had very masculine names. So I wanted my sister to have a name that was both more androgynous. So you would have Louise is her formal name, but everyone calls her Lou. Okay. And speaking of research, um, your sister Louise is, is a woman of color. Yes. And many people may be surprised to find out that, that there are black nuns, particularly African-American nuns. Um, many people aren't aware that the um, you know, African-Americans are very in, involved in the religious life of of the Catholic community or the Episcopalian community. So how did you, how did you do research to create your character? Oh, terrific question. First, the congregation that is featured in my series, the congregation of the sisters of uh, the congregation of the sister Hermione, is um, inspired by an actual congregation, the congregation of the Dominican Sisters of Peace. And that congregation has several black nuns, black, black sisters in the congregation. And as you said, we don't often see black sisters. There are some entire congregations 
of African American sisters. There's one in Harlem. Uh, I think they're the Franciscan sisters, but I, I, I don't have my paperwork with me right now. <laughs> it's an entire congregation. And one of the things that I learned in my research is some of these uh, African American congregations came about because the previous congregations would not allow black women to join them. So they formed on their own. But now uh, congregations are more welcoming of, of diverse members. And, and I noticed that you, you dedicated your, your books to the Congregation of the Dominican Sisters of Peace. Yes, they were really lovely, allowing me to pick their brains and tour their mother house and just to get a, a flavor of what the mother house was like and what it was like living there and some of the things that they do. Like each order has what they call a charism, the way that they serve God with the talents, with their God-given talents. And I appreciated their allowing me to just call them up on a whim and ask them if something sounded right. Oh, that's wonderful. And uh, speaking of, of using God-given talents, I mean, there, there are other clerical detectives in fiction. There's a, one website that um, is devoted to clerical fiction that estimated that there's about 350, you know, some of the more famous ones are like Father Brown and Mr. Fidelma, Rabbi Small, uh, Reverend Claire Ferguson, uh, Brother Cadvale. Yes. I've read some of those, and some of them inspired TV series as well, and I've seen some of those series. And one of them, I can't remember the title right now, but they were none. But one member of that congregation had a specific uh, role, and part of her role was to go out in the, into the community, where, where the other nuns remained cloistered. I thought that was a I thought that was really great. You could learn a lot from stories like that. You can. Um, and I've I've read a, f a few of these, you know, stories about with featuring clerical sleuths, and I myself have noticed that while some do seem to live their lives, you know, guided by their faith and the rules of their order, some other ones seem to be sort of clerics only in the name only, I guess you could call it. You know, they cast aside their vows and the rules of their order whenever it was convenient for the plot, or sometimes because the author was making a deliberate statement about the, the church. Sister Lou seems to belong to the former category. She seems to be a, a character who truly living a life guided by her faith, and she respects the, the rules of her order. Uh, do you sometimes find it difficult to handle a plot twist or plot point where the easiest way would just be to have her temporarily forget that she's a Catholic nun? Actually, wow, that's a great question, Alexia. And actually, no, no, this, this works really well for the message that I was trying to convey. And that message is that the sisters really are a part of the community, and they are not trying to hold themselves separate from that. The nuns 
they separate themselves from the community, even though they serve the community in different functions. But the, the sisters are out among us, and what we experience is what they experience as well. And that's why, for example, nuns on the bus, they, they are experiencing the, the pain of, they see the pain of poverty and the pain of injustice in our community because neighbors and in many cases their congregations are experiencing that and that's what i wanted to convey in the story okay thank you no thank you <laughs> <laughs> and i also noticed that uh, sister lou in addition to being a, a, a catholic sister and a woman of color she's also 63 years old and has a phd that's not your typical cozy main character. So how did you how did you sell her to uh, people that eventually became your your publisher and, and editor? And how did you res resist the pressure to age her down and and make her something more typically cozy? Actually, that worked out so well for me. Here's the story. So. When I first discussed this idea with my literary agent, she didn't think it would sell. So even though I had been doing some research, because I'm, I'm a cradle Catholic, which means that there's some things about my religion I really need to learn about. It's just, you know, when you're born into the church, you take some things for granted. So I wanted to do this series in part so that the hours I was spending learning about my faith could be put to another use. <laughs> um, but my literary agent didn't think that the series was going to sell, and I, I was very disappointed. At the same time, I went to a book conference. Um, I think it was the Romance Slam Jam, but I can't remember. And I was doing a presentation with my dear friend and fabulous author, Deborah Mello. At the end, we took questions from the audience and I noticed my editor, my then editor, slipping into the back of the room. Her name was Mercedes Fernandez. And one of the readers in, in the audience asked both uh, Deborah and I what were we reading at the time. And uh, Deborah <laughs> gave her um, a fiction book that she was reading. And the reader turns to me and says, okay, so what are you reading? And I, I told her about the theological book <laughs> reading, which is a little hard to pronounce. And I said, now I can explain why I'm reading this particular book. I was doing some research for what I had hoped would be a cozy mystery series featuring a Catholic sister as the amateur sleuth. At the end of the presentation, my editor really hurries up to me and she says, when are you going to send me that? Wow. And I said, well, I, I didn't think you'd be, yes, yes. And you're the one to write it, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I sent her the proposal. She really liked it. She didn't say anything about the age of the heroine. She was perfectly cool with the heroine being black. And she she didn't say anything about there not being a cat in the story. So I thought I was in like Flynn. And then she got married and left. And oh. I got 
I got a new editor who might not have noticed those details at first. <laughs> and uh, speaking of cats, my, my cat just walked in to remind me to ask you about cats. Um, <laughs> how did cat end up uh, in your story? Because there's that old joke about it's, you know, it's not really a cozy unless it has a cat. And I admit I, I have one of my characters has a cat in mind just because of uh, trying to you know, play with that old joke, but it's not really a joke because you had to add a cat. Oh my word, yes. So as I said, Mercedes got married and left me. And after I bawled my eyes out, <laughs> I turned in the first manuscript. And as I mentioned, you've got an older woman who is black and catless. <laughs> Because you can't have pets in a mother house. Oh, I did not know that. You, so that, I, I thought that we were clear on the fact that this particular series could not have a cat. And the, the books that Mercedes had sent me before she left, The Cozy Mysteries that Kensington published, Mercedes sent me three or four of them, and none of them had any pets. So I thought that I was fine. Then I get this cover, and the cover, the original cover, had this teeny tiny person <laughs> with a tight red sweater and long blonde hair. <laughs> this person was in the background, and then in the foreground was this well-fed black cat who was showing me its butt. And it was a very prominent, dominant butt. And I thought to myself, what is this cat butt doing on my cover? Did and they who, send you the right cover for the right book? That doesn't sound... That's, that's what I was wondering. And I thought, well, and who is this co-ed? <laughs> so I contacted my agent, and I made... Very long story short, a bullet point <laughs> of my concerns. And I said, FYI, when my now editor asked me for a description of my heroine, I sent her a JPEG of Taraji P. Henson, who is one of the stars of figures. <laughs> And I said, if Taraji P. Henson, just imagine her like 30 years older. <laughs> so I really don't know where this blonde is coming from. <laughs> so the, the editors changed the blonde into a fair skin, like a cafe au lait um, skin shade and put glasses on her and made my running nun a little dumpy, which kind of hurt my feelings, but that's okay. <laughs> but the cat remained. And I said, well, I've, I've got a concern about the cat because Sister Lou talks to God, she talks to her nephew, she talks to her friends. In the pacing, I, I don't have her talking to a cat. Oh, don't worry, don't worry, cats sell cozies. Well, you didn't tell me that that was a requirement. I have no cat. And when the readers buy the book, I'm going to feel like I'm lying to them by having a cat on the cover when there's no cat in the story. So 
sure enough, Mayhem and Math comes out, and every event I went to, the readers were asking me about the cat. <laughs> and I was so sad. I was very sad. So then, we're getting ready for Peril and Prayer. I didn't write a cat in there. No one told me to write a cat, and I told my readers what was going on, so I didn't put a cat in there. I'm on the treadmill one night pretending like I'm trying to stay in shape. It was about 6 o'clock, and I had this sense that I should check my emails. True story. So I stopped the treadmill, and it's, remember, it's after 6. I checked my emails. There's an email from my editor, long story short, that says, Patricia, just wanted you to see this ad that was going into Modern Cat magazine. So I'm a little panicked. I launched the ad. Beautiful PDF with like four cozy mysteries being promoted, and under the cover of each cozy mystery is a tagline. So you have Daisy and her beach bum cat um, solve mysteries on the surf, and then you have Tammy and her psychic cat solve <laughs> mysteries in this small town, and then you have Sister Lou and her beloved cat. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Alexia! No <laughs> cat. So I I hit reply really quickly. I said, "Hey, thanks for the ad about that cat." <laughs> the next morning, I call and left a message for my editor. Hey, thanks for the ad. Can we talk about the cat? <laughs> the ad is it too late? About eleven o'clock, I get this call from my agent. My editor called my agent asking me to write in a cat. Because they could not pull the ad. <laughs> and I said, well, I sent my edits back already. The book is in layout. I can't wait for me to add scenes with a cat. <laughs> so they took the manuscript out of layout, and I added three scenes with Sister Lou and a stray cat. And they don't actually talk until the end of the book, where Sister Lou explains to the cat the stray cat, the, that she wishes she could take the cat in, but there are no pets in the mother house. <laughs> <laughs> so then I hand in the third book, Al Alibis and Angels, and when I hand in the manuscript, they gave it back to me and said, put the cat back in. <laughs> and I said, well, in as much as we're keeping the cat, can we have a cat on the cover? Oh, no, we can't have a cat on the cover. Everybody loves the bunny. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's hysterical. <laughs> and I, I have no questions to top that, actually. <laughs> So I'm, so I'm just going to ask uh, one more. Um, how, did, how did you choose the uh, pseudonym Olivia Matthews? Oh, I wanted to go back to Patricia Sargent because ha I started writing rom Romantic Suspense. And then allegedly the market fell out of Romantic Suspense and they, they switched me to Contemporary Romance where I took the pseudonym Regina Hart. Let's not talk about Regina Hart, okay? <laughs> okay. It's just sad. It's a sad story. So I'm writing Regina Hart, and I'm writing these happy, joy, joy, everybody lives, contemporary romances, but I really want to go back to the murder, death, kill of romantic suspense. 
And then I get this idea for the cozy mysteries and I ask them, well, can I go back to Patricia Sargent? They said no, because Patricia Sargent is connected with these romances. And mystery readers, they're not interested in, in romance, which I don't think is quite true. So you need to come up with a whole new pseudonym. So I took Olivia, which is the feminine version of my brother's middle name, and I took Matthew, which is my husband's name. Okay. So Oliver and Matthews became Olivia Matthews. Exactly. exactly. Okay. All right. And speaking of Olivia Matthews, where can, can listeners find uh, her series about Sister Lou and the cat or not cat? Uh, <laughs> I know your, your most recent is, is Alibis and Angels. It's out uh, from Kensington. And where would people be able to get a copy of that? Well, thank you for asking. Alibis and Angels, well, all of the books are available in um, brick and mortar bookstores as well as online. Um, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Kobo, Apple iTunes. So it's, it's distributed pretty widely. Okay, and where can people find you? On Facebook, Twitter? Oh, thank you for asking. So on Facebook, it is at Author Patricia Sargent, because I am reclaiming my name. <laughs> so it's at Author Patricia Sargent. On Twitter, I'm at Books by Patricia. And on the internet, my website is patriciasargent.com. And I know that gets really confusing, but I, I got to reclaim my name, Alexia. You, you do. It's your, it's your name, and... You, it, you should be able to use it as much as you want, as often as you want. Well, thank you for saying that. And, and is, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that you'd like to add? Well, no, I, I, I still write as Patricia Sargent and as Olivia Matthews. I've completely put to rest Regina Hart. But that's the only thing I could think of. You have asked really great questions, and I appreciate them. Well, thank you for being a, a great guest and for making me laugh. That, that was <laughs> one of the funniest stories I have heard, and I will be telling it to people. <laughs> and that about wraps up this episode of The Cozy Corner. Uh, I'm Alexia Gordon, author of the Gethsemane Brown Mysteries, published by Henry Press. Uh, joining me today was Patricia Sargent, who writes as Olivia Matthews, the author of the Sister Lou Mysteries. Thank you for joining us. 